sweet ones. Welcome to a very special episode of the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have to. And C, because I believe that we have a loving God who gives us multiple second chances and abundant grace. Before we jump into the conversation with my husband about dating after divorce and our story, I wanted to touch on a few things. I'm often asked this question, and I've been asked this question, these two questions that kind of go hand in hand. I don't even know how many times in the past 10 years. Can I date or can I remarry? What I'm about to share here before we talk with my husband is based very much on several components. My opinion, my instinct, years and years of my thinking being shaped by youth group and Christian college and scripture and sermons and the church and living within community and the Holy Spirit, along with years of working with women who are separated and divorced and remarried. Now, as I lay all of this out, there will be a lot of cans and should nots coming at you. Please know that it's not because I'm trying to be bossy or mean, but it's because I love each one of you and care about you and your precious hearts so much. Please think of it more like me being a loving big sister than like a mean mom, okay? My heart is so tender on this topic. In part, the reason I care so much about all of this is because when I was dating my first husband, we did not wait until we were married to have sex. And in all of my 51 plus years living on this planet, that is still hands down my number one biggest life regret. I broke my own heart in a million pieces by not waiting. And I believe I married him in large part because I thought, well, I may not be a virgin anymore, but I sure as heck am going to marry this one. Now, I believe that these principles that I'm about to lay out are for those who consider themselves to be Christians. The way I define the word Christian is someone who believes in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, who believes Jesus died for her, who believes scripture is God's word to us and for us, who is trying to follow God by living according to scripture as best as she's able, and who has the Holy Spirit dwelling within her. Now, if you don't claim to believe in or know or love or follow this God as a Christian, then I wouldn't expect you to listen to or obey what he's taught. Okay, here we go. Here come the cans, the shoulds, all of that stuff. Remember, my heart is tender. If you are single and never married, I believe you can date and get married if God is leading you to, but I believe you should not have sex. Sex when you're not married yet is called fornication, and the Bible talks about this in 1 Corinthians 6. If you are currently married, I believe you should not date or have sex with anyone other than your husband. I believe you should only have sex with the person you're married to. Sex with someone else when you're already married is called adultery, and the Bible talks about this in Hebrews 13. If you are separated, I believe you should not date anyone other than your husband as part of a therapeutic separation plan. 
if you are dating someone other than your current spouse, while you're still technically married slash not yet officially divorced, I believe you are dishonoring your estranged spouse. You are dishonoring the person you are dating by not being able to fully commit. You are dishonoring God and you are not respecting yourself by acknowledging your very real and profound need to grieve and heal. And this will only serve to come back and bite you later. I've seen it so many times in my work. I believe you should not be having sex with anyone, including your estranged husband, as this can muddy the waters of your attempted reconciliation. Here's why I believe this. I believe that a covenant is broken when unrepentant unfaithfulness or abandonment takes place. But I believe a covenant is severed only when the divorce is legally final. A broken covenant can be repaired. There is still hope. A severed covenant, on the other hand, means the marriage is officially over. And though anything can be resurrected in God's economy, a divorce would require the relationship to basically begin from scratch with a new marriage covenant being entered into. This is why I believe dating should not happen while there still is even the tiniest chance that the marriage can be brought back to life. And I'm not the only one who believes this. I didn't pull this out of thin air. I don't say any of these things to like be mean. Divorce care says that you are married until you are divorced. Okay. Now, if you are divorced, if you are divorced and were the covenant breaker, meaning you were unfaithful or abandoned your spouse through abuse or addiction or literally left and were unrepentant and did not try to reconcile, I believe you should not date and that you should remain unmarried until you take steps to repent. If you are divorced and were the covenant breaker, but were repentant and took steps to reconcile, but they were not received, I believe you can date and therefore remarry. If you are divorced and were not the covenant breaker and did all you could to try to reconcile and keep your marriage together, I believe you can date and therefore remarry. If you are divorced, I believe you should not be having sex with anyone, including your ex-husband. If you want to look further into any of this, I highly recommend David Instone Brewer's book, Divorce and Remarriage in the Church. Now, I know these are for sure not culturally popular stances, and they're not even sometimes... Christian-y popular stances. I've not written or spoken for popularity's sake. This is what I believe God lays out. Not because he doesn't want us to be quote-unquote happy, not because he doesn't want us to be having fun, not because he doesn't want us having sex. He created sex. Oh my lands. But it's because he loves us and he knows what's best for us and he knows what's best for our hearts and he knows the heartbreak when we get intertwined with someone who is not our spouse and he wants to protect us. Listen, I get that some of you have little to no intention of following what I've laid out here, but I would bet that even if it doesn't seem to phase you like right now, even if you think I'm old fashioned, even if you think it's no big deal to date before your divorce is final or to have sex with whoever you want, 
I dare say that it will more than likely catch up with you either physically or emotionally or relationally or spiritually. You will be affected by these choices. Remember, I know this firsthand. And one day you'll realize that God who loves you completely has just been looking out for you and for your precious heart and your future all along. I am not saying one syllable of this to make anyone feel badly or experience shame. Me not following these loving guidelines myself before my first marriage 30 plus years ago changed the trajectory of my life. And there still can be flickers of shame 30 years later. With that said, if you've already messed up along the way in any of these areas, or if you are right now and you want to make a change, you absolutely can. At any point on any day, you can start over. You can change direction. You can resolve to live differently. It's called grace and our God pours it out in abundance. It's never too late to make a better choice for yourself and for the person you're dating. Now let's jump into a conversation with my sweet husband on dating after divorce and our courtship story. <laughs> 